Welcome to Speaking the Truth in Agape Love Podcast. We are hosts, Chad Mitchell and David Finch. Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. I'm Chad Mitchell. I'm David Finch. Glad to be back with you for another study. We're going to be talking about why so few, David. That's right. Uh, so we got a great study for you tonight. Uh, we're certainly glad to be um, back with you. We started talking about our topic, and I got all excited. I was like, <laughs> all right, let's 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 have a study. And uh, so we're, we're glad to be back with you. Um, certainly thank you all for listening, um, especially those in Blackfoot. We see some people in Blackfoot are listening, and we thank you for that. Uh, and we've got Columbia, Columbia, Tennessee. Yes. Thanks. If you're listening from Columbia, Tennessee, we see you, and uh, we appreciate you listening. And uh, then there's a bunch from all over the country and, uh, and even some outside of the country. And so it's certainly encouraging for us that uh, you're listening. We thank you for that and hope you enjoy, you know, the study and talking about God's word. Um, if you have any questions or want to set up a study or want us to talk, touch on a topic, send us an email at truthinagapelove at gmail.com. Um, and you can find us on Facebook. You can send a message there. Come by and uh, come worship with us if you're in the area. Uh, 370 North Schilling in Blackfoot, Idaho. Uh, we'd love to have you. Um, worship services are at 11. Classes at 10, an hour before that, on Sunday. And we have Bible study on Wednesday evening at 730. Um, so come by, say hi. We'd love to see you. Um, anything else? Before we jump into our study, Dave, that you can think no, of. No, I, I was actually um, blessed to be able to go out to Columbia Church yeah. of Christ and, and preach for them out there. And yeah. I love the brethren out there. Mm-hmm. And so I'm guessing a lot of them are, are the ones listening. So love you guys and, and <clears throat> yeah. uh, thanks for listening and in on us. Yeah, we're encouraged by your patronage. <laughs> I shouldn't say patronage, but for listening, we, we appreciate that. So kind of gives us a uh, reason to keep going other than... It's always good to study God's Word. That's right. So with that, we'll go ahead and jump in, Dave. So I've heard uh, people say things like um, they feel comfortable in religions that have a lot of numbers. Yeah. And, and they're, very, they're very hyped up, and they feel very comfortable in big numbers. But when you look at Deuteronomy 7, 7, it says, The Lord did not set His love on you nor choose you because you were more in number than any other people. For you were the least of all peoples. And so we see, actually, God's people are of the few. And then we also see this when you jump into the New Testament. We see that it hasn't changed. Matthew seven thirteen and 14. Chad, did you want to read sure, that? Sure, sure. All right, it says, Extent, or Enter by the narrow gate, for wide is the gate and broad is the way. That leads to destruction, and there are many who go in by it, because narrow is the gate, and difficult is the way which leads to life, and there are few who find it. So there are few who find the way. <coughs> then as we also see in 1 Peter 3.20, it says, Who formerly were disobedient when once the divine long suffering waited in the days of Noah. While the ark was being prepared in which a few, that is eight souls, were saved through water. So again, we, we see only a few find the way. 
You know, and, and it's interesting with that story, and we talk about this all the time, you know, with the Ark. I think it's it's an interesting story because here's a guy and his family building this great big boat out in the middle of nowhere. And he's telling them, hey, if you don't turn to God, he's going to bring a flood. Yep. And they they just laughed at him. You can just imagine. Yeah. Mocked him. Yeah, <laughs> Noah. Um, he's lost his mind. Yeah. You know, he he's loony. Upstairs, you know. Well, and keep in and mind, and for a hundred years too, right? Yeah, just well, it the scripture is actually unclear on how long it actually took. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, generations, a lot of years. Yeah, yeah. generations. I yeah. mean, it was a long time. That's right, and you know, I I can <laughs> to understand how funny it would sound for this man to be building this huge ark out in the middle of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Um. Before this, they had no rain. Mm-hmm. How the how God created the world, there was a layer of water over the earth and a layer of water under the firmament. Mm-hmm. There was no need for rain. It the water underneath kept the the soil wet, growth, and you know for the vegetation, there was no need for rain. And so, how is this flood going to happen? You know, yeah, like, and it's not too far to reach for us to say <coughs> there's a flash flood coming. It happens. Yeah. But it it always happens through rain, you know, not like it, it would be kind of weird to kind of be there during that time and never seeing rain than sure. some man saying, hey. Well, and I guess the main thing that I like to point out is he's preaching, you know. Right. He's he's teaching. He's trying to get him to um, turn back to God. He's preaching the whole time. Him and his sons just and preaching. No one, and no one would listen to no him. No one would listen to him. That's and right. That, that's kind of what we're... That point is like, why so few? Why, you know? And and can you imagine the "I told you so" as it started raining and flooding? You know? Yeah. I'm sure he was sad about it. He wanted to save them. That's right. But no one would listen, and no one would turn to God. Yeah. Hebrews 11, I believe, calls him a preacher of righteousness. Yeah. So he was preaching the whole time mm-hmm. and preaching God's word. Hey, a flood's coming. With get on the boat. No results. With no results. I mean, that's. <laughs> That's devastating, isn't that it? That is definitely devastating. And mm-hmm. year after year after year, yeah, yeah, nobody coming. Yeah. And and that would be, mm-hmm. that would definitely be devastating. Yeah. Yeah. But he kept his faith in the Lord. Yeah. And he, he continued to build it. And He's definitely an example of not getting discouraged. Lo and behold, he was saved through water. Yeah. Him and his family. Yep. Yep. But, so what we're going to be getting into is why. Yeah. Why so few... Find the way. And, you know, we're going to start out this evening by talking about what it's, what's the reason, or what not the reason is, if, if I'm saying that correctly, by looking at the knots, okay? So it is not because there is no way to get to God. Yeah. As we see in John 14, 6, Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Mm-hmm. Then also Isaiah 35, verse 8. Chad, did you want to read that one? Yep. Isaiah 35. Yes. 8 through 5. Or, sorry. <laughs> 38. Verse 8 is all, right? Yeah. Okay, it says, A highway shall be there and a road, and it shall be called the highway of holiness. The unclean shall not pass over it, but it shall be for others who walk the road Although a fool shall not go astray. So there, 
and I bring out Isaiah too because there has always been a way to the Lord. Always. Even during the days of Noah, there was a way to the Lord. And then as we see in the New Testament, Christ is the way. Mm-hmm. He is the way. He is the new and living way. As we see in Hebrews 10, verse 20, it says, By a new and living way, which he consecrated for us through the veil. That is his flesh. So here we also see why Christ is the way. He has consecrated the way, meaning he's, he has declared this way as sacred. So this is the this is the holy highway, you know, yeah. as it talks about in Isaiah thirty five, <coughs> and we must follow this path to the Father because this is the sacred path to the Father, mm-hmm. and there's only one sacred path. You know, and we know how much easier it is to travel on a highway than going off road. Yeah, you know, um, we you know I. I sometimes think about all the roads we have in America. We have tons of roads. Yeah. But if they weren't there, it'd be very difficult to to, to get anywhere. That's you right. Know? And that's what Jesus did. He came and paved a road for us. Yeah. Paved it. So it's smooth. You that's know? right. It's it's easy traveling. Yeah. Take my yoke upon me yeah. and learn from me. Yeah. My yoke is easy and my burden is light. You ever know what it's like to drive on a brand new paved road? I mean, you so can hardly nice. feel any bumps. You're just yeah gliding along. It's nice. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. That's what Jesus did for us. And in, you know what's funny is, interestingly enough, Saul of Tarsus. The you know we know him as the great apostle Paul, but before he became an apostle, in in Acts chapter nine, you know we see that he was making havoc of the church. You know he was he was going and trying to seek. Christian men and women to drag them into prison. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was literally making havoc, and he was actually there in charge of Stephen stoning in Acts at the end of uh, Acts seven. And so, in Acts nine verse two, notice though how Paul or Saul of Tarsus at the time how he called the way of Christ. He says. Uh, in Acts 9-2, he says, And asked letters from him to the synagogues of Damascus, so that if he found any who were of the way, whether men or women, he might bring them bound to Jerusalem. I thought that was really interesting, how he even called it the way, mm-hmm. even before he was a disciple. So, he even said that Jesus Christ is the way. <coughs> yeah, singular. Singular, yeah. And that's so. That's uh, pretty interesting. I, I I like that kind of little bit of info there. So we know it is not because there isn't a way to the Lord. The way is open for all. So then, why so few? It's not because it cannot be understood, as we see in Ephesians three, <laughs> three through five. Do you want to read that? Uh, Ephesians, or did you have something else sorry, to add? You know, Ephesians 3. I just had never looked at that that way. That, that he called it any of the way. Right? Yeah, pretty before, interesting, right? <laughs> before he even converted. He, 
he was still breathing threats, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's incredible. And it the way. I was like, huh. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. Uh, I did. So I was, I was processing that, okay? <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one. Yeah. So, so which one? Ephesians. Um, Ephesians 3. All right, 3 through 5. Yes. Okay, here you go. How that by revelation he made known to me the mystery, as I have briefly written already, by which when you read you may understand may my knowledge in the mystery of Christ, which is in other ages was not made known to the sons of men as it had now been revealed by the Spirit to his holy apostles and prophets. So notice how he's talking here, how before it hasn't been made known, but it has been made known. Mm -hmm. And notice in verse 4, he says, you may understand. You know, you may understand my knowledge. As he had special knowledge in, in the mystery of Christ, but he made it to where we may understand it. So most certainly it can be understood. But the understanding comes through study of Scripture, 2 Timothy 2.15. So then as, it, as we're already in Ephesians, Ephesians 5, verse 17, All right. he says, Therefore do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. So we can understand what the will of the Lord is. And since we can understand the will of God, you must seek to do so. You know, there's there's no excuse for not knowing the way. There's no excuse. You know, the the days of ignorance is over with. Well, and you know, it's it's interesting. I'm just kind of looking here uh, if, if you go down to verse 20 of Ephesians 5. Yeah. Giving thanks always for all things to God the Father in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Man, is that not a Christian? Are we not thankful? Very thankful. We should be more thankful. We should be happy and, you know, we should be, we uh, should bubbly be. and, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, oh, like, yeah. This is the greatest thing ever. And I think sometimes we lose that, you know? And we should be thankful that he has, he has made the way known in a way that we can understand. He is, he is wise. Yeah. So far above us in wisdom. Mm -hmm. And he made wise as simple. He, he made his wisdom understandable to us. Yeah, and... Like verse twenty one, submitting to one another in the fear of God. Yeah, is, is is it okay to fear God? Absolutely. You better fear God. You better fear him, and it's <laughs> yeah. a good fear. It's 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 fear because you want to be on his side. You know, yeah. you want to be on his road. That's right. And and why do we why do we go away from it? People don't properly fear God. Yeah. So there's another reason. That's right. And you know why so few? Because people they don't give him credit for nothing. And that actually leads us into the next point. Okay. You know, why so few who who find the way is not knowing the scripture. Yeah. You know, and that that's a big problem. As it says in John eight thirty two, this is Christ speaking, he says, And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Yeah. We can come to know the truth. But notice how the truth will make you free. That's that's a beautiful aspect. The truth sets us free. As it also says in 1 Timothy 3, 2 through 4, he says, For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior, mm -hmm. who desires all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. Now, let's take a moment and think about this. How beautiful is it 
that God desires all of us to come to the truth. That's a beautiful thought. You yeah. know, and, and it's it's very comforting for us. And so to also know that we can understand <clears throat> it. If God desires us to do it, to come to the knowledge of the truth, he makes sure that there is a way to know the truth. And he made us all free will agents. He made us free That's will. Right. He can't make us do it. Nope. He wants us to. You know, it's kind of like our, us and our kids. Can we make our kids um, act good? Yeah. <laughs> I can make them act good while they're standing in my house in front of me. It's, but when they go out, they have to make their own choices. It can be challenging sometimes, yeah, can it? absolutely. I mean, we train them and we try to tell them and explain to them. And at, at some point, it's up to them. You know, and I try to tell my kids that like they miss a homework assignment. Why are you mad at me? Yeah. It was your responsibility to get the homework done. Yeah. They you, wait they wait till bedtime. Oh, you, I got to do it. It's yeah, like, nope, exactly. It's no, bedtime you're, now. You're toast, man. You had all day to get Why it done. Why is this now my fault? <laughs> yeah, you know? exactly. And and you know, it's a lot our relationship with God's the same way. Yeah. We can't wait till the last minute. Mm-mm. You got to make sure and get you know, make sure you're right with God and on that path that that Jesus created on the road that Jesus created. Yeah. And 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 you know, be sure of that first. Yep. And his his word is truth, and it's truth because there is one thing God cannot do, and that mm-hmm. is He cannot lie. Hebrews six eighteen and Titus one two. Mm-hmm. It is impossible for God to lie. So what He says in His word is absolute truth. And what what's why I say absolute truth is because there's no deception. He reveals everything we need. There, there's no, there's nothing hidden from us that we will need that He doesn't reveal. Everything we need is in the Word of God. It is absolute truth. But as you come to His truth, you must study with your whole heart. Mm-hmm. That is the, you know, only wanting to prove God right. You know, and and we've talked about this a little bit in the past. People come to the Scripture to try to prove themselves right. Mm-hmm. You know, so you need to come to the scripture to prove God right, <coughs> regardless if that makes you wrong or not. Yeah. You know, that's it's seeking his will to be done. As we see, it, we see um, the Jews actually doing this throughout scripture. John 5, 37 through 40. And this is when Christ is talking to the Jews. Did you want to read that section? Sure. Yeah. Uh, John 5. 37 through 40. Okay, it says, And the Father himself who sent me has testified of me. You have neither heard his voice at any time, nor seen his form. But you do not have his word abiding in you, because whom he sent, him you do not believe. You search the scriptures, for in them you think you have eternal life, and these are they which testify of me. But you are not willing to come to me, that you may have life. So notice how he says, but... Um, they search the scriptures. They search the scriptures. Mm-hmm. For in them you think you have eternal life. So yeah. these are these are Jews, not just Jews by title, but they search the scriptures. These are ones who study. Yeah. But they try to study not proving God right. Yeah. They go to study to prove themselves right. Yeah. And that's that's the, the key to studying scripture, mm-hmm. is you need to study to prove God right. Yeah. You know, and noticing they studied scripture, and then we also see 
the uh, Sadducees doing the same thing in Matthew twenty two twenty nine. Now, if you don't know uh, who the Sadducees are, they are a Jewish sect that does not believe in a resurrection. So they believe once you die, you're dead. And they they tried to catch Jesus, um, catch Jesus up. You know, they they used uh, a scenario with Jesus, which they used seven brothers with one wife, right? And according to Jewish custom, or through the law of Moses, if the brother marries but does not bear any children, the younger brother will marry her and raise up children in his name. And so that that was the custom. Well, so they used this scenario with seven brothers, and... The first one died, not bearing any children. The second one died, not bearing any children. The third one, all the way through the seventh. So every brother had the same woman as wife. And they asked Jesus, "Who, whose wife will she be in the resurrection? For all yeah. had her. Yeah. And then in verse 29, Jesus answered and said to them, You are mistaken, not knowing the scriptures nor the power of God. Mm-hmm. So in order to know the truth, you must study and meditate wanting to prove God right. Mm -hmm. Like, I actually, Chad, I enjoy um, when people come to me wholeheartedly Mm -hmm. and disagree with me. Mm -hmm. And you've done it once, you know, a couple times with me, which Mm -hmm. is, I'm happy. And and Mm -hmm. if there's nothing better than being able to sit down with a brother and just wrestle through scripture. Sure. You know? That's beautiful. It's actually a really beautiful well, thing. Well, it's actually dangerous to assume and and hold things in. Yeah. You know, sometimes you may have a misunderstanding of what's going on. That's right. And, like, so when you came to me, I'm like, man, if I'm wrong, I want to know I'm wrong. Yeah, let's, let's talk. Let's, and, let's get it, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Yeah, I was talking about even with the relationship that you have with your coworkers. You know, we're, yeah. Rick and I were talking about this today. You know, we're going to disagree. We're going to have fights. Oh, yeah. And if we don't, we're not normal, okay? Let's hash it out, come up with a plan, and move on. Yeah. It, don't hold it inside, because it's just going to um, incite anger and, you know, and I, I I think there's a huge problem in the brethren today. Yeah. Of holding things in. And if you just actually talk, you know, Tamika has a story about that with a sister. That's right. And uh, I love that story, because there was issues up front. And then when they got together, there was nothing, there was no issue. Yeah. There was a total misunderstanding. Yeah. And you know what? That happens so much more than you would think. Yeah. You know, if somebody wrongs you, just go to them. Mm -hmm. Hey, man, that really hurt me when you said this. Yeah. You know, and it, who knows? Mm -hmm. You know, or maybe they did mean to. Well, let's hash that out, too, because mm-hmm. yeah. you shouldn't be doing that either, yeah. you know, but let's get to the bottom of it, because right. that's the only way that anything will be solved. And so, you know, as we study, we know the scripture, you know, we can know the truth. Mm-hmm. So then, why I would be people... a little intimidated to confront Jesus. Oh, man. But I know his story. They didn't know who he was. Yeah. They're well, still they, trying to figure out they were trying to prove who this wrong. imposter was. Yeah. They they didn't believe him to be the son of God <laughs> as he is. They just thought he was a, a blasphemer or something. And so they were trying to catch him up in this yeah. 
in a lie or something like that to, to prove him a, a liar type It type didn't of work out so well for him, did it? No, it really didn't. <laughs> and so, <laughs> you know, and, and so you got to know the scripture. You know, as I talked about um, a couple weeks ago on my lesson called The Tactics. Yeah. Uh, I guess that was a week ago. It was. But anyway, um, the only way for a Christian to be able to arm himself for the fight is to know and understand the Scripture. You know, meditate in it. That's the only way that you can be ready for the fight ahead of us. Mm -hmm. And so, as you seek the Scripture, seek to put on God's armor. Mm -hmm. And you can only do that if you if you accept fault. If mm -hmm. you are wrong, accept it. Mm -hmm. One, we should only want God to be right. Prove God right, because, Chad, you and I can both be wrong, but God is never wrong. No. Right? And so, not. study yourself approved to prove Him right. That's a problem that we have today. That's why so few are f know the way. Yeah. You know, uh, Hosea 4, 6, God says, my people are destroyed for the lack of knowledge. Man, that's scary. Mm -hmm. They don't, they have a lack of knowledge, and they are destroyed because of it. So, you must study. And, and... Another reason why people, uh, why so few find the way is they go by what seems right. Mm -hmm. It would be so much easier to just not study scripture, but, you know, this, this seems right to me. You know, um, I've heard people say things like, um, well, as long as I have good morals, yeah, I'll be all right. Mm-hmm. Well, or, or do some good deeds. You know, a lot of people right. will give to charity or... Um, which are all great things, but it doesn't erase your sins. That's right. You know, they'll, they'll, they'll do some good deeds, maybe help someone out yeah. by, by be a secret Santa or something like that, you know, and they think that that is it. That's all they got to do, right. which are all great things. Yeah. I'm not d discounting them. Great. Good for you, you know? Yeah. But study his word and understand that that's not all there is. Right. We all have those obligations to help people however we can. Yeah, and what what we got to realize is God determines what is right and wrong. Like, mm -hmm. people say, well, he's a good person, so he's going to make it. <laughs> well, he very well could be a good person, but God determines what is sinful and what isn't. Well, God I mean, determines what is right and wrong. And if you don't know his word, then you don't know what is right or wrong. Yeah, and it's not a merit system. That's right. There's no merits. You know, you're not going to, well, I could have cut that guy off, but I didn't. So you, good for me <laughs> yeah, today, you know. I, that's, that's a piece of fruit yeah, in my basket up in chalk, heaven. I got yeah, <laughs> yeah. chalk one up. So that's not how it is. You know, it seems right to man, but yeah. we've talked about that. What seems right to man that's right. is not. What's the verse? Jeremiah 10, 23. Can you, you actually turn over there? I can. I'll have you read that one. I'm going to read Proverbs 16, 25 first. Jeremiah 10, 10 23. 23. Y'all need to uh, remember this verse because it it's going to come up, you know. That's right. It says, O oh Lord, I know the way of man is not in himself. It is not in man who walks to direct his own steps. And that's what we're talking about. That's a lot right. of people say, well, I think, I think, I think, I think this. You know, if I, you know, I go down and I help at the soup kitchen, you know, once a week. And that's all, that's all I'm going to do. But, you know, I'm good. Yeah. It seems right to man. That's right. I mean, it's a great thing. And, you and know? Proverbs 16, 25 okay, says. go ahead. There is a way that seems right to a man, mm -hmm. but its end is way of destruction. Yeah. Or the way of death. Yeah. And so, we don't know the way. 
we don't know how to get to heaven. Let's just mm-hmm. face it. You know, I mean, God's way, he's He's looking at things from the 30,000-foot view is kind of how I put it, right? Yeah. We're on the ground. We don't see everything. He has that 30,000-foot view. He knows what's going on. He knows what's needed. <coughs> you Those know, we're just... Our- yeah, I say we're we're one puzzle in a seven thousand or a seven billion piece puzzle, mm-hmm. right? I mean, he's the master plan up there, mm-hmm. and we don't know his way. We don't man, know the way. Man can come up with some great things. Yeah, but you got to look at God's word and make sure you're doing everything you're supposed to do. Yeah, and God's way is going to be different than the way we think. Mm-hmm. You know, in Second Kings five eleven, this is one of your favorite stories, Naaman. Oh yeah, love Naaman. You know. He had leprosy, and he was seeking to be healed by God. So he went to one of his prophets, Elisha. But what's funny is when he when he got to the front gate, Elisha sent his servant out to talk to him. Yeah. And Elisha's servant told him to dip seven times in the Jordan, and you'll mm-hmm. be healed. Yeah. Look at his response. In Naaman's response in 2 Kings 5.11. Are you there? Yeah. Do you want to read it? Yeah, sure. It says, But Naaman became furious and went away and said, Indeed, I said to myself, He will surely come out to me and stand and call in the name of the Lord, his God, and wave his hand over the place and heal the leprosy. I love this because he had a preconceived idea. That's just, right. Just like all of us would have. Yep. When we learned that there's going to be a prophet come and maybe heal my leprosy, boy, your mind's just going to be going, oh, this is going to be so great. I'll give him some money. I work. It's going to be a big to-do. It's going to be a big show. Yeah. You know? This is going to be mighty. I'll get to see God. You know, whatever. And notice, he, he really did think it was going to be this grand yeah. thing happening to him. You know? Oh, he's going to... He's going to stand and call the name of the Lord. Yeah, and like and, wave his hands over yeah, me. Yeah, he, he had it all, like, wrote out in his mind. Yeah. But it was nothing what God had in mind. No. It was not God's plan that way. It wasn't. Dip seven times in the dirty Jordan River. Yeah. That was God's plan. And he, he's like, what is this? You know, this is nothing to what I was thinking of. Well, a lot of times God's way is just like that. Something completely different than what we would think. Yeah. And so that's why we need the word of God. And and well, we how, can say that today. You know, you look at the plan of salvation. Well, that's silly. Why yeah. do I got to do that? Why do I got to be baptized? Uh-huh. Because God said. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, exactly. God said. You know, how can dipping in in water, being you know, being submerged well, underwater, how is that going to clean my you know mm-hmm. free me from my sins? And we we see what a man has done with that, with with yeah. the plan of salvation. You know there. They go to the point where you can just... <laughs> excuse me, folks. I, my, my voice is in repair. Okay? I'm on the tail end of a cold. Um, so I apologize for my coughing. But we can see what man's done to to the point where you just ask Jesus into your heart. And you're good. Yeah. Well, is that what he said? No. It's not It's not what he said. You can't find it's that It's the same thing as naming. Because I think it's like one of the greatest examples... Yep. In the Bible for us, this Naaman, because he had, he thought it was going to be this whole totally different way, and it was different, but it was God's way. God wanted it on his way, not Naaman's way. Yeah. And God didn't go, oh, well, sorry, Naaman. You know, we could do a little to-do if you want. Yeah. Did God cave to Naaman? No. No. Was his leprosy ever healed? 
Not until but, he obeyed. No. Nate, no. Not until he did exactly what God told him to do. Yeah. And how simple it is, really. Oh, yeah. Did seven times in a Jordan. Yeah. And if you know nothing about leprosy, it was almost an <coughs> uncurable disease. Yeah. They were to be cast out of the city. They cannot live in the city. Yeah. And they had to dwell outside of the city. They they are not allowed in the city. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times that's where they died. Because you, you just couldn't cleanse the leprosy. Yeah. It Once you got it, there's no cure for it. Almost like cancer is for us. Yeah. You know, a lot of times there's... You know, sometimes the uh, you can have surgery to get it removed, or uh, chemo treatments sometimes help. Mm-hmm. But well, and it was real devastating when someone of of big stature got it. Yeah, you know, and that's who Naaman was. He was a he. he was I think a, a captain. I think he was. A, yeah, he was a a, yeah. a war hero. Yeah, you might say. And, he was uh, well known. Yeah, he's well known. Everyone knew him, and he got leprosy. So. Yeah, and I mean, so it was. It's definitely a big thing. To get leprosy. Maybe that's why Naaman thought it had to be a big thing to cure him. I don't know. Sometimes they thought they were cursed, too. Yeah. You know, and, and so, here's a guy who done a lot of great things, and why is he getting it, you know? Yeah. But what we must understand and get through our thick skulls sometimes, as I like to say, God is right, and we are wrong. Yeah, we got to make sure that we are not doing what man said. Let's get out of our way. You know, mm-hmm. let's get ourselves out of our own way yeah. and follow God His way. Yeah. Because His way is the only acceptable way. Mm-hmm. You know, another reason why so few find the why way... Why is it so easy to not believe the directions? I know. That's what we're trying to figure out here. It doesn't... I don't understand. Why is it so easy <laughs> to believe a lie? Yeah. Because Satan has done a very good job of mm-hmm. getting your feelings involved. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel and I, and I get it. Like you know, maybe you don't want to give up your sinful way, you know, or you're willing to give up all these other things except this one sinful thing. Whatever the case is, that's how Satan plays. Mm-hmm. That's how that's Satan's card playing right there. He is. Yeah. He'll get you in your weaknesses, mm-hmm. just like he did with Judas. Judas had a weakness for money. Sure. He used that against him. Mm-hmm. To turn against Christ, He does the same thing to us, and so God's way is His way, and it doesn't change for us. It it will never change, but there's beauty in the fact that it will never change. Yeah, because that is actually what's going to save us. And if He did change, we would be consumed. Mm-hmm. Because man, what if we didn't get the memo? Yeah, you know. He changed his way, and we didn't get the memo. He put so many warnings in his word. You know, just like um, even if an angel tells you something different. Yeah. Well, I'm going to tell you, Dave, if there's an angel talking to me, man, I'm going to be a little... Well, look at, like, um, even going all the way back to Abraham. Yeah. And back in those days, they thought very highly of angels. Mm Mm-hmm. And and almost to the point of worship, uh, I would... Almost claimed. Sure. But when the angels came to even Abraham, Hmm? if this is the word of God, let me make a sacrifice to you. You know, just like with Gideon as well. Yeah. If this is the will of God, let me make a sacrifice to you. Let let me make sure that you are from God. They did the same thing. And that's actually 
leads us into the next point of why so few find the ways because they fail to ask questions. Mm-hmm. They they don't they just go off of perhaps well my preacher said yeah and leave it at that. And I'm I, I should clarify like even if an angel tells you anything different than what's written in this book, let him be a curse. Let him be a curse. It's not from God. That's right. You or know, even and, and that is huge because. <laughs> it is. If you see an, I mean, if you see an angel, first off, you're going to be like, "What?" You know. <laughs> yeah. So, um, Galatians, er, Galatians chapter one. Um, let's start in verse eight. Now, this is Paul speaking here. He says, "But if even if we or an angel <coughs> yeah. from heaven preach any other gospel to you than what." We have preached to you, let him be accursed. Mm-hmm. So this we in here, he says, even if we, and then again, any other gospel than what we have preached to you, that we is in reference to the apostles. Yeah. So even if the apostles come back later yeah. and say something that is contrary to the word of God, mm-hmm. let even them be accursed. Yeah. Let even Christ chosen be accursed. Yeah. You know, and that's, that is a very powerful statement. It shows Paul's humility, mm-hmm. but it shows the importance of not allowing anyone to twist the word of God in any way. Mm-hmm. You know, even if the apostles later let them be accursed. Mm-hmm. That's a very bold statement, very strong. And so it's okay, not just okay, but it's it's commanded for you to ask questions. Mm-hmm. It's commanded for you to make sure that what is being taught is actually the Word of God, mm-hmm. not taken out of context or anything like that. Um, notice in Acts 8, 30 and 31, this is when Philip comes up to the eunuch in the desert, you know, as, as he's traveling back home. Um, verse 30 and 31 of Acts 8, it says, So Philip ran to him and heard him reading the prophet Isaiah and said, Do you understand what you are reading? And he said, How can I unless someone guides me? And he asked Philip to come up and sit with him. Now, there's a couple things here. First, the eunuch asked for help. He asked the question, asking for help to understand the scripture. Yeah. But second, and most importantly, he asked, to guide me. Okay? Yeah. He, he was not mm-hmm. saying, what do you think or what do you believe? Mm-hmm. Guide me through the scripture. That's how we need to ask for help. Ask for guidance through the scripture. Which means, when they say something to you, they better back it up with a thus saith the Lord. And that's essentially what, what the eunuch was asking for from Philip. But, you know, as, as he was preaching Christ to him, you know, he was actually reading Isaiah 53. A little uh, backstory to this. <coughs> so the eunuch was reading Isaiah 53, which is a prophecy of Christ's suffering. And so as he came up, he started <coughs> preaching Christ and pointing out this prophecy that you're reading about is exactly what... Jesus Christ yeah. went through. Mm-hmm. He is the Messiah. It's a great example for us. Yeah, seeing that's right. the, the prophecies. Yeah, that's right. And so, but he, the eunuch wasn't concerned with what Philip thought or believed, even for that matter, 
guide me through the scripture it is essentially what he was saying guide me that's how we are to ask you know i uh a lot of people come up to me and ask i try to make sure that i i can always bring a book chapter verse because uh what i think doesn't matter i was actually um i was told one time by someone they said uh you know why you preach you don't you need to speak more of your think so and they were trying to give me constructive criticism but i actually took it as a compliment i was mm-hmm. like i just kind of chuckled i said what i think doesn't matter mm-hmm. i said you don't want to know what i think it doesn't matter yeah and so you know only the word of god <coughs> matters we're, we're just messengers that's right we, we we relay the message that god put down for us yeah we relay the word to you that's all we're trying to do mm-hmm. and so as we ask others, we we ask for guidance through the scripture. We ask for a thus saith the Lord. You know, and another reason why people, um, this actually kind of leads us into the next point, why so few find the way is because can they, I, yeah. Can I bring up the, um, Sister Brenda uh, had heard or seen something about this, about the uh, chariot about um, yeah. people uh, making the argument about um, why or you know being baptized or sprinkled you know or if if he was going to become a Christian <laughs> why why even be baptized at all yeah so but 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 he um, he preached Jesus to him okay yeah which means there was a plan of salvation taught to him yeah what must I do to be saved and just like they asked in Acts chapter two, yep. And uh, why and, stop the chariot? And so the the I question was, a, why stop the chariot? Why stop the chariot if 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 you, you just can just ask Christ Jesus in your, into your heart? Yeah. Or why stop the chariot if if you're sprinkled at birth? Yep. You know, or if it's just a sprinkling, or if you say the sinner's prayer. Why stop the chariot if if once saved, always saved? Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, and and that's a good point here because in his teaching he received from Philip of Jesus, mm-hmm. he knew enough to know that they should stop, there's water, I need to be baptized. Submersion under and water was required. He confessed, Jesus. That's right, Acts 8, 37. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, I just wanted to bring that up before we moved on because I really like that point of the story. Why stop the chariot? Yeah. If, 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 if baptism is not essential, why stop the chariot? Yeah. And, and, the certain type of baptism, mm-hmm. you know, it. Why stop the? You know, if pouring was acceptable or sprinkling was acceptable, and why if stop it was the sprinkling, they wouldn't have to stop the chariot because I'm sure they had water to drink. Yeah, you don't travel through the desert without water, <coughs> unless you want to die. Yeah, if you want to die, then go ahead and travel through the desert without it. But <coughs> this is the the queen's treasure. Yeah, he had water. Like that's just a given. You know, and I'm not trying to dig into scripture. That's just common sense when you're traveling through the desert. You know, you carry water with you if you want to well, make and, it. Well, and you know, a lot of people say, "Oh, you just gotta um, confess Jesus as your savior." Mm-hmm. You know, then why stop then the chariot? Why stop the chariot? Could have done save time. You know. Yep. Yeah, and when she brought that out, I was like, "I'm totally stealing that." Yeah, that is a good. <laughs> I was like, I'm totally stealing good, that uh, from her. Example, and and uh, you know, it's a good point. 
because yeah. it's true. Why why go through all that extra effort? It it actually eliminates a lot of false beliefs, mm-hmm. especially when it comes to the the question on baptism. Yeah, and is it essential? <clears throat> yeah. Well, it, it certainly was for him. Why stop the chariot if it wasn't essential? Yeah, it's a great point because, um, and and everyone listening. You have our permission to use that analogy. That's right. Okay. We don't own it. It came from somewhere <laughs> else. So there, feel free to use anything that we talk about. With a new short talk uh, topic now. That's right. Because I might <laughs> use it too. We, we're going to use it here in Blackfoot. Yep. But you know, we're just it's 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 the thing when when you study God's word, you could read that a hundred times, and then boom, you get a new point out of it. Yeah. To help relay the message that God's given us. Yeah. And, it, and, and it's so true. The importance of the message. It was important enough to him to know that he had to stop and be baptized. Yeah. You know, and, and another one I like to use is Paul. When when he was converted. Yeah. He was <coughs> blinded. <coughs> Immediately. He was blinded for three days. Yeah. And he didn't eat or drink for three days. Yeah. And then... When he received his sight, before he did anything... The first thing he did. The first thing he did was get baptized. Yep. You know, if that I did not eat too. for three days and didn't drink for three days, mm-hmm. it was believe Im- me, I want to eat something before anything else. It was important else. enough to him to know that he had to take care of something. That's right. The more, more important than eating. More important than <coughs> even trying to make yourself feel better. Mm-hmm. You know, that... And something that happens when you are dehydrated, you get a lot of headaches. Yeah. You know, I can't imagine the ailments that was plaguing him, whether headaches or your stomach's got to be hurting. Mm -hmm. You know, I I fasted three days, but I had a lot of water. You know, Mm -hmm. I've never went without water for three days. Yeah. Because water's needed for the body. Like, that, Mm -hmm. you are weak in the flesh at that point. And so... Baptism was more important. Why? Because he had sin in his life and he knew he had to get it out. Yeah. And baptism is the only way. According to Acts 2.38 and Acts 22.16. Those are the only examples of having the remission of sins or, or the forgiveness of sin. It was always after baptism. Nowhere else in Scripture do we find that they were forgiven of sin yeah. before baptism. Yep. So, something to think about. Um... Another reason why so few find the way is they put their faith in man. You know, everything that we've been talking about, yeah. they put their faith in man. Yeah. You know, uh, Matthew 21, 35, or 25. Um, let's actually turn over there. You know, another thing to add to that while we were turning over there. Yeah. What was it, Matthew? Matthew 21, I think 35. Um, but don't quote me on that. Another, another thing... Well, we're going to quote you. Yeah, great. But, but uh, <laughs> um, some people will say, but he's a man of God. You know, he's he's a priest. He's a whatever. He's a, he's a man of God. So I need to listen to him. Folks, he's still a man. Even if the apostles said yeah. any other word, let him be exactly. accursed. But a lot of people justify being told what to do because he's a preacher or yeah. He, he reads the Bible all the time, so he should know. Well, take it from this preacher. I can still be wrong. <laughs> exactly. But, but I'm saying that's, it doesn't matter how much that's I study. another reason why so few. Because that's right. they think these people that are 
uh, ordained minister or, or they what, go off of what they say and turn around and walk away and everything exactly and they think that it that that is gold because they're a man of god well yeah is is he approved of god you know even the even throughout the old testament high priests everyone went to the high priests mm-hmm. high priests were still wrong yeah you know they still had to sacrifice for sin before they sacrificed for the people. Yeah, so you got to be careful. You don't just because someone says they're a man of God doesn't mean they you can't still got to double check them against God's word. Because you have to understand too that doesn't mean that they're trying to mislead you. <coughs> they can just be sincerely wrong. So I'm not claiming that if they're wrong, they're trying to mislead you. It's no, that they can just sincerely be they wrong. They can. That's right. The last thing I would ever want to do as I stand behind that pulpit mm-hmm. is to... Judge somebody. Well, no, to... Well, that too, but um, to speak something in air. Yeah. That's the last thing I'd ever do, no. but that doesn't mean that it can't happen. Yeah. You know, you have to study yourself approved. That's a command to everyone. Um, but as it is talks it about... Is Matthew 21? Matthew 21, 25. There you go. So, quote me... <laughs> There it is. Quote, yeah, I told you. So here's here's where they, they're trying to, again, the Jews were trying to catch Jesus. You know, that there's nothing new there. But they were, they were trying to ask him, where do you get your authority from? And I'm going to actually back up to verse 24. Okay. Jesus answered and said to them, I also will ask you one thing, which if you tell me, I likewise will tell you by what authority I do these things. The baptism of John, where was it from? From heaven or from men? Now, what I want to point out here is there's only two sources of authority. Only two that God calls. Man or God. It's either from heaven or from man. That's very important for us to understand as we study the scripture or as we worship God. Is this command from God? Because if it's not, then it's from man. That's the only other possibility it's either you're getting your authority from god or from man those Mm -hmm. are the only two possibilities and so don't be guilty of putting your faith in men when you do this that's why few are found or that's why few find the way as we also see in first corinthians (coughs) 2 4 and 5 chad are you over there yeah first corinthians 2 yeah i can read this one you can go ahead and get the next one But 1 Corinthians 2, 4 and 5, he says, And my speech and my preaching were not with persuasive words of human wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power, that your faith should not be in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Now this verse 5, I refer to this, this verse quite a bit actually, because... People, like you were saying, Chad, put their faith in their preacher. Yeah. Or put their faith in their their bishop, whatever whatever they kind of are, right? They put their faith in man because that's all they are is man. Don't put your faith in the wisdom of men, mm-hmm. but in the power of God. Yeah. You know, there's um, some say that they're, they have a watchtower on earth where, you know, they're, they're higher ups. Um, they're so full of God that you know these seven wise men get together and and they tell you what the Bible actually says. Well, our high priest is in heaven. Mm-hmm. He is your God, and He is still in control. He has all power and authority, and He's sitting 
at the right hand of the Heavenly Father. So put your faith in Him. You know, that's the power of God. And I also want to point out how it doesn't say the Word of God, but rather the power of God. There is power <coughs> in God and in His Word. God is not going to allow His Word to be tainted. That is within His power. You know, and and that's something where when you study the Word, people try to pit one verse against another. And that's when that's when you make mistakes. That's when you actually fall away. You know, um, when you... What God does, His Word is in perfect unison together. Mm-hmm. Rather than, you know, this division in His Word. Because that would mean God contradicts Himself. And He just doesn't do that. Um, but even as sincere as people can be and sincerely be wrong, you also have people who actually allow their weaknesses to twist the word. They they in turn sell the truth, which we're commanded not to do in Proverbs 23, 23. Mm-hmm. We're commanded to buy the truth and do not sell it. And so to get you into the doors, they will end up lying to you and be okay with lying to you telling you things like one way is as good as another even though that contradicts Ephesians 4 4 you know or saying things like um, God is too loving to punish well <laughs> we have examples throughout the Old Testament like Nadab and Abihu in Leviticus yeah. 10 yeah. they got strange fire mm-hmm. and all that means is they got fire from a place where God did not command them to God commanded them to get the fire from the altar. They got it from somewhere else. Yeah. That's what made it strange. And Chad, you and I have talked about this. Fire is fire. What's wrong with that? Yeah. Right? Well, God had a problem with that. Mm-hmm. You know, again, they thought, or it seemed yeah. fine to seemed them. Seemed fine to them. Seemed fine to man. Well, it's not fine with God. Yeah. You know, they were killed mm-hmm. on the spot. Yeah. And then you have Uzzah in, in 2 Samuel 6, yeah. 6 and 7 with... Mm-hmm. You know, he stabled the ark, but God said not to touch it. Well, the ark was getting ready to fall, and Uzzah stabled it. Yeah. I mean, I can almost see that as just like and, uh, a blind reaction. You, you know, know, it wasn't Uzzah's choice to, you know, he didn't make the decision to put the ark in yeah. a cart. David did. Yeah. But God said don't touch the ark, and he went to go stable it, mm-hmm. and he died. And then you have um, Ananias and Sapphira in Acts 5. They tried to lie to the Holy Spirit, and they died. So if God is too loving to punish, ask them how what they think of that. Mm-hmm. You know, they might say something different, right? Mm-hmm. Now we do need to understand that God is love, as it says in First John four eight. He who does not love does not know God, for God is love. The depths of the love of God is unfathomable, okay? But we need to understand His love. Chad, do you want to read 1 Corinthians 15, 1 and 2? Yes. I was at John 4. Mm. (laughs) Sorry, I did say the next one, didn't I? Oh, yeah, but I got it. I got it. I got it. 1 Corinthians 16. You throw me curveballs all the time. I threw you. I know. 1 Corinthians 15. 15, yep. 
uh, 1 and 2. Moreover, brethren, I declare to you the gospel which I preach to you, which also you received, in which you stand, uh, by which also you are saved, if you hold fast that word which I preach to you, unless you believe in vain. So, this last part in verse 2, we need to understand something. It says, if you hold fast the word which I preach to you, unless you believe in vain. So believing is not enough, is it? You can believe God, but believe in vain, because you don't hold fast to his word. So God's love is 100% contingent on our obedience. His love flourishes towards us mm -hmm. when we obey him. But we need to buy the truth and do not sell it. Yeah. You know, another way that men sell the truth is by telling you the wrong plan of salvation. And Chad, we, we were actually talking about this a little bit earlier. Um, people try to say things that, you know, all you need to do is have faith only. Yeah. You know, faith only saves. Well, when you read James 2, starting in 14, reading through the end of the chapter, we're not going to read all this, but verse 14, <coughs> verse 20, and verse 24 all say that faith without works is dead. And even though faith without works is dead, man will still tell you that faith alone saves. That's not true. That was the authority of man, not God. Mm -hmm. God's authority says man, faith without works is dead. Then men also say things like you can just believe Christ into your heart and you will be saved. Or you can just say the sinner's prayer and you will be saved. Or, like I said, once saved, always saved. Now these are, these are really nice thoughts. And, and what I mean by this is essentially what they're trying to say is you can go on living the same sinful life and you're fine. That's a nice thought, right? But that's not the love of God. And the, the problem with saying things like that is it's not found in Scripture. You know, the sinner's prayer is nowhere in Scripture. Mm -hmm. And so when you actually hear people who say the sinner's prayer, actually a lot of times their sinner's prayer is a little altered. It, they don't have the same sinner's prayer when you go from one denomination to another. It's a little different because there is no sinner's prayer, so they just kind of say what they think or feels right. You know, and as it says in Deuteronomy 29.29, let's turn over there, because here, here is the problem with digging into the silence of Scripture. You know, if God doesn't say it, you don't do it. And that's... Because in Deuteronomy 29, 29, it says, The secret things belong to the Lord our God, but those things which are revealed belong to us and to our children forever, that we may do all the words of this law. Yeah. So, if the Bible is silent, those secret things belong to the Lord. You mm -hmm. have no right digging into the secrets of, and silent of the Scripture thinking that's okay. No, those secret things belong to the Lord. They don't belong to you. And as, as this passage is very clear, yet all of these things, you know, saying the sinner's prayer, believing Christ into your heart, all those are taught by man. They're not taught by God. This is why we must seek 
a thus saith the Lord for everything that we do and say. You know, as it says in Colossians 3.17, and whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Yeah. Chad, do you have anything to add? I I was turned there already. Oh, okay. And I think... I think 16 is good there, too. Yes. Like, uh, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your heart to the Lord. Yeah. And notice in that passage it says singing. Yeah. It doesn't say playing. No. It says singing. Yeah. You have to follow all of it, you know? That's right. Um, One point about that, if it did say playing, I better learn an instrument. That's right. Because that's a command for everyone, not just a certain selection on the on the stage. And you guys aren't gonna like it either, because uh, no, I can't play anything. I was never anything. good. <laughs> I played I played the tenor sax in, in middle school, and I still can't read the notes. <laughs> yeah, it's you know, but it's true. Like if it did say play, we best we get to learning an instrument, because that means everyone, yeah. not just someone up front. That's right. Everyone would be commanded. And the to thing about play. singing is, we're all commanded to sing, which everyone can do. Yep. Everyone can join into that. Not but, just one person up front. We don't just take someone who's a really good singer and put them on a microphone and then the rest of us just listen to them. And it's it's a, it's a commandment for everyone that's in right. the audience. And it's about singing with the heart. Yeah, right. That's, that's exactly that's what key it is. Too. It's singing with the heart. <coughs> and that's why they have to be scriptural mm-hmm. songs. Yeah, melody you know, in your heart. We can't get up there and start singing A C D C because that's not a scriptural song. Yeah. And we are probably Grace about out of time, heart. are we not? Yeah. Oh, yeah. We are. Yeah. We, are. Yeah, we, we so better probably. I think this is a great place to stop because if you're listening and, you, and you're thinking about it, notice Colossians 3.17. Whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus. Let's, uh, let's end by reading Matthew 22.14. Ooh, very good. Can we do that? Yep. Matthew 22.14. Because this kind of ends our point here. For many are called, but few are chosen. Yeah. Um, he's talking few, few find it. Just like what we what we're right. talking about. Few are chosen. But guess what? We're all called. Yep. And I love that part because no one's discriminated against. Yep. It doesn't matter who you are. If you're, if you're human, you're called. That's right. But only few decide to follow him his way. Yeah. And that's why few find it. So study your Bibles, folks. Amen. Study God's Word. Look into it for guidance. That's what we're trying to do. And if you have any questions and you're listening, email us, and I'll be happy to sit down and study with you. Yeah. Any uh, teasers for next week, Dave? Uh, Isaiah. All right. Isaiah. Isaiah. So there you go. We're going to be talking about Isaiah. Shouldn't take very long. No. <laughs> Only 66 verse, or chapters. All right. <laughs> Thanks, everyone, for listening. We look forward to studying with you next week. Thank you, guys.